0: Welcome to It's All About Who You Know with host Craig Turner from Momentum, the business growth agency. On our podcast, Craig interviews executives from chambers of commerce around the United States and Canada, tapping into their expertise on how to get the most value from your business associations, how their organizations are serving their members and what's happening in their market for companies looking to grow there. Here's Craig Turner. Welcome to the It's All About Who You Know podcast brought to you by Momentum, the Business Growth Agency. I'm Craig Turner, your host, and I'm excited about today's discussion as much for my own personal interest as for being able to bring it to you. In the Chamber of Commerce and Economic Development world, it's well documented that we all steal from each other. When we find something that's working in another community or at another organization, there is always the potential that it can work for you too. I will admit That in various economic development-related capacities that I've had throughout the years, there is one part of the country that I've gone to multiple times for insight, expertise, and inspiration, and that's Kansas City. Looking in from the outside, from the first time I learned about the many great things happening in Kansas City, I have been impressed time and time again at the foresight, the determination, and especially... The community collaboration that comes out of that region. So I'm thrilled that our guest for today's episode is Joe Reardon with the Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. Joe's president and CEO for the Kansas City Chamber of Commerce, and he's going to take us through the great things happening in his neck of the woods, as well as hopefully some things that could be happening in the future if they play their cards right. I will let him explain what that means. Joe, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us here today.
1: Thanks, Craig. It's good catching up with you and talking to you again.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I'm excited to dig into this, but first, let let me just run through a bio and tell people a little bit about you. Joe Reardon is president and CEO for the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce, the community's oldest chamber of commerce with roots all the way back to 1887. Prior to taking the helm at the chamber in early 2016, Joe served as president and CEO of the Kansas City Area Transportation Authority with oversight of its $86 million budget and vast public transportation system. Earlier, Joe served two terms as mayor and CEO of the unified government of Wyandotte County, Kansas City, Kansas, with the hallmark of his tenure being leading the successful effort to bring Google high-speed fiber to the community in a competition that included more than 1,100 cities across the nation, which is something that those of us who work in economic development anywhere else in the country have envied for many, many years. So great job on that. Joe serves as an adjunct professor at Rockhurst University, where he instructs MBA students on regionalism using his work in Kansas City as a poster child case study. He's a lawyer by training, a partner at the firm of McEnany, Van Cleave, and Phillips PA, where he focuses on economic development, public-private partnerships, and digital infrastructure projects. Lots going on. Thanks, Joe, for giving us some of your time. So glad to be here. Let's start with uh, with uh, an intro to the chambers. Can you tell us a little bit about the organization?
1: Sure. It's regional chamber. And so, you know, we have a cohort of, I don't know, there's several dozen that uh, we're the chain, There are a lot of chambers in Kansas City. We're the chamber that is regional in nature. So we cover the entire metro area of Kansas City, um, a little over 2,000 members. Um, what's unique about Kansas City, some people are familiar, others aren't is that we have a state line that comes right down the middle of us and there are other places that are bi-state communities but ours is unique in that our state line is a river for a little bit of time but most of the time it's just a, it's a street so you almost imperceptibly can't figure out if you're in Kansas and Missouri unless you're paying attention to what street you just crossed so we have a, about 60% of our members are based on the Missouri side of Kansas City and about 40% on the Kansas side most every large employer in Kansas City as a member of our chamber. And we love to work in collaboration and in cooperation with the other area chambers that are more focused on particular communities within the region as well.
0: Thanks, Joe. That, that's one of the uh, the things that has come up in, in our work because we in Buffalo here have worked with the Kansas City Chamber and various organizations in Kansas City. Um, and similarly, we have a border going right through our community. Ours happens to be a, na- a national border, an international border. But but many of the same issues because you have decision makers on both sides affecting right. affecting everything you do. Let's talk about what's going on in the region right now. Uh tell us good stuff and and challenges too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're in a we're in a time of transition in Kansas City, just like every city across the country in the world, is where, as you know, COVID infection rates are going down and it's, you know, things are opening back up. I think it's an exciting time in many ways. It's great to feel that we might be on the right path. But in Kansas City, we've been focused in the last couple of years. I think there's a, there's an ebb and flow to cities of our size where assets of the city are, are built and are used by the, by the community. And there are times where those get reinvigorated and renewed. And I'd say probably starting about 10 years ago, you started to see that happen in Kansas City. We have a world-class performing arts center called, called the Kauffman Center for Performing Arts. Most recently in COVID caused a delay, we have a a brand new um, convention center hotel, a Lowe's hotel that's just opened up. And the two things that I think are most exciting are bread and butter functional things for cities that we're getting ready to open up. And that's a a new KCI, our our new airport terminal, $1.7 billion investment. The chamber was part of a group of folks that went out to make the business case for why this needed to be done. And uh, we're about, oh, about a year away from that terminal opening up and welcoming uh, folks to Kansas City in a new and exciting way. It's the largest infrastructure project by dollars in the history of the region. So it's really excited and starting to take shape. And the second thing that um, is happening here is an expansion of our streetcar line. We had a starter line of about two and a half miles that covered our, our urban downtown core It's now being extended south by another five miles, uh, stretching uh, to one of our great universities here, UMKC, and a shopping entertainment district called the Country Club Plaza. That'll be opening up in about a year and a half. And it's a major investment in Kansas City. And, And in the starter line, to give you a sense of what I think is so great about this, is that if you invest in this kind of infrastructure, you can attract new development to it. And we've seen that here. In the starter line, we've already seen $2 billion of investment come to that starter line, everything from retail and office to living. And it's been a a really great catalyst for urban development in Kansas City. And the expansion is going to do much the same for for our community and really fantastic advancement. And then a couple other things I have to mention. So 2023, so our airport will just have been open. Uh, we'll be hosting the NFL draft. We're very excited about that opportunity. It's been in the works for several years. But again, as we focused on reinvigorating and building these new assets, we know that those will be ones that can attract people and opportunities and events to Kansas City. So we hope that the draft is just the beginning of that. Uh, We are in the competition for the 2026 World Cup as as perhaps a city with uh, matches. And we just had a site visit from their from FIFA's team here in Kansas City. I, it's just been a little over a week ago. Um, we were part of the effort to try to pitch them on Kansas City being the right place for a pitch for soccer, and it, it went very well. And I we can chat about that some more. And then the other thing that starts starting to bubble up, which is a which is a really big deal here in Kansas City, is perhaps a new um, baseball stadium for our Kansas City Royals. That would be the sites look are being looked at or, are in downtown. So Many other cities have seen their baseball stadiums come downtown, and that, that's starting to become the place where we are focusing as well, which is exciting to see happen. Plenty of challenges. All of us have those uh, across the country in, in our great cities. Still the continuing uncertainty around COVID, the understanding, trying to understand what, what that's going to do to our workforce and our economies, and we can talk about that. That certainly is a challenge for Kansas City Social justice and inequity is an issue in every part of our United States, and it's, it finds itself as an issue here in Kansas City and the one that, that the chamber is actively engaged in in a way that we've never been before. And then um, I think part of this emerging from COVID, uh, to give you a sense of it in Kansas City around workforce, we have 87,000 unfilled positions in Kansas City today and only 52,000 people that consider themselves unemployed and available for work. So and that issue I know is not unique to us, but it's definitely very real. Yeah, the
0: workforce issue is an incredible one, and, and every episode of the the podcast we we end up we end up talking about that. And again, I have a feeling this is as I mentioned in my opening comments about uh, regions being able to steal from each other. I think whoever comes up with the good ideas to address this is gonna is gonna cause a lot of attention and uh, pull a lot of interest. I also am interested in, in, in the. You know the word uh, "smart growth" gets thrown lot, thrown around a lot, and even politicized a little bit to mean what people want it to mean. But but the way you described your first two projects, which is getting people in and out of Kansas City and getting people around Kansas City, seems to be the practical definition of of what it is. So credit credit to you f- for your leadership there. Let me let me ask this question because we talked about a lot of big exciting stuff, which is which is yep. fantastic. You still have a chamber to run. What yep. are you focused on right now? Obviously, you, you mentioned uh, you, you're involved in all these different things, both the opportunities and the challenges. But you have members to serve, and we know that the 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 business model of chambers of commerce across the country has changed over the last year. The the big gala events may maybe maybe coming back. We don't know, but they're certainly hard to rely on. What are you focused on right now as a as a chamber of
1: commerce? Yeah, you know. Our, our members really, I think, have, have two things in mind when they think about our chamber at the, at the, at the 30,000 foot level. One, what can this chamber do to advance the cause of business in Kansas City so that their, their company can grow and thrive? And then secondly, closely tied to it is, what can the chamber or the business community in its voice do to advance the quality of life and enhance this Kansas City region to attract more people and more growth? And so that sort of emanates with us in, in our strategic plan in really three external areas and one internal. So the three that we're focused on at the highest level, our workforce, which we just were talking about a little bit, transportation, both functionally in the way that we talked about it, but also surface transportation. Kansas City is a logistics hub. It always has been. We're in the center of the country. We've leveraged that uh, by way of, uh, you know, in the earliest of years, by way of our rivers. And then the, the train system and the rail system, second largest hub in the United States. The highway system is a strategic advantage for us, um, and we know it has to continue to be, and, and we're seeing that happen. So transportation is a very key component of the economy of Kansas City. And then we're focused on inclusive prosperity. We can talk a little bit more about that and, and what the chamber's doing in that area. And then we, internally, we're focused always on our own organizational excellence. But let me give you a sense of like in workforce, We can talk at the high level, but sort of some a couple of things that our chamber's doing that, that I think are pretty, um, that we're proud of and we're excited about. The first is we benefit from an unbelievably great foundation here in Kansas City called the Kaufman Foundation. So um, started by the foundation uh, was the founder, uh, Ewing uh, Kaufman. Uh, was an entrepreneur in Kansas City. Uh, and, and really, the, the foundation is focused on making sure that Kansas City continues to be a place where um, there are opportunities for particularly for people to start their own business and to, and to grow it. And one of the things that we are partnered with Kaufman Foundation on is, is something called early world early. I'm sorry, real world learning. And this is a high school level program. Other cities are doing it successfully. And I think we've got a unique part of this happening in Kansas City, but it's the idea that a high school student, when they graduate from high school, that it's not that they just get that diploma, but that they have a certificate or some known skill that they can take right away out outside of high school and advance their own career, even as they're figuring out their options academically or otherwise. And so the chamber part of this is we're connecting our businesses who need these employees directly to the school system to create those real world learning opportunities um, where the curriculum and the certificates are something that we know that our businesses need and that we can empower that high school graduate to go out there and interact with the economy right away. Real, real refined kind of work that we're doing on a regional basis here. And it's it's a it's a way, it's it's something that we all need to be doing across the country. The other one I'll mention, kind of on the other side of the spectrum, is um, we started a program called Work Opportunities for Returning Citizens. And so we've got a lot of, this is happening across the country too. We know that part of the problem with our criminal justice system today is the high percentage of recidivism. Individuals that come out of incarceration can't find an opportunity and end up right back where they started in incarceration. It's costly to state and local government, to all of us. And it's terribly unproductive because those individuals are not part of the workforce of the economy. A lot of great nonprofits are doing training with these folks before they come out of incarceration. On our side of it, our program is, we get businesses that are interested, ready to interview potential candidates and bring them into the workforce. And it's been very successful. We've been at it for about a year and a half, and we're starting to see real progress there. So getting deep down in the weeds, but uh, these are the kinds of programs that I think you know our business are very practical kinds of approaches to resolve or solving some of the issues that are out there. We already talked a little bit about transportation, and I can talk more about. I could go on and on about the need for cities to, and regions to control their own destiny around transportation funding and infrastructure. It's very important. And then in inclusive prosperity. I'll talk about two things real quick, if you don't mind, Craig. Please so. on here. Um, we um, started a program almost a year ago readily identified because of what happened during um, COVID and the lack of minority businesses being able to access the PPP funding that ended up being available to small business. And so we have an access to capital um, committee that's really bringing our bankers individually and collectively together with our minority business enterprises and associations and connecting them in very real practical ways to try to get the relationships to be stronger and the opportunities to be more um, well-defined. So I'll stop there. There's way more we're doing, uh, but I thought I'd mention just a couple of those things.
0: That's fantastic. You use the phrase getting into the weeds on some of these things, but if, if there's anything I've learned is that that's the only way to get these things done because having high-level committees and forums and symposiums where everybody leave, comes and t- defines the problem and then leaves doesn't really affect any, any of these things. Right. So I, I, actually, I think there's in everything you just said there there is a lot for for our listeners to pull out as far as how to actually create some tangible solutions for for these for these issues out there which leads me to the next question which is you have had success and and for some background my my real Work with the folks in Kansas City has surrounded KC Smartport. And the, the, I would say from, from my perspective, you can tell me if I'm, if I'm off, but I would say the success of KC Smartport really came from the ability to rally the entire community around, around this concept. That's what I want to dig into. How do you, how do you do that? What, what are, what are your secrets for being able to
1: rally the, the correct players to do all these things that you're doing? Well, you, 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 Craig, you know this and your listeners do too. That's hard work, right? Um, and it takes time, and it takes relationship building to get it done. I think in Kansas City, if there's one thing that is really f- phenomenal about our community, is you know we talk about Midwest friendly. It's very real, but Midwest friendly is also sort of welcoming people into the conversation and welcoming um, groups to come together and sort of check your egos at the door and try to really focus on. Uh, advancing, whatever that issue might be. smart SmartPort's a great example. I think that's part of our DNA here. So maybe it's, maybe it helps us a little bit, but this is the kind of work that chambers do. I mean, it's really important for chambers to do this and, and we have to do it day in and day out where, you know, you have to, you have to form a relationship before you can get to progress. And sometimes that, um, time that it takes to do that, it can be frustrating, uh, but it's very real. There's all kinds of examples everywhere that if you don't have those relationships of trust. When the going gets tough or it gets complex, the ability to be able to continue to move forward stalls out pretty quickly. And I don't have any secret sauce to any of this, right? It, it really is about relationships and then being willing to focus on, on what really needs to be done, your strategic advantages, and then how to advance them.
0: So you have a, t- a lot going on right now. But in, in your role um, and all the chambers across the country know that you can not only just work on what's happening right now, but you need to work on what's happening five, 10 years from now. And there's plenty of things out there. And this is probably the impossible question because we don't know. There's so, there's so much uncertainty. I mean, just, just look at the day we're taught The supply chain is a nightmare right now. And you yeah. guys are at the center of, of that universe. What are you forecasting and how are you kind of wrapping your heads around the long-term plan for the region?
1: You know, I think it's I think it's if somebody has an answer to that question that you just asked, Craig, uh, you're right. They'll 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 be a billionaire. Probably there is. It's really hard to understand in, in its entirety what's going on with workforce right now, because I think at the beginning of all of this, we all knew that the workforce issues sort of centered on retail and service and hospitality, but as we start to kind of emerge from COVID, what we're finding in Kansas City, and I think it's probably similar in so many other places, is that there's workforce and talent shortages at every level of, of whatever um, that company might be. So this is, this is not where it's just in the hospitality or, or retail sectors by any means. And I, we, don't, I don't, we don't completely know the answer as to why that's happening but what I do know is is that if we, if we continue to focus on real world learning for our kids and focus on trying to get people engaged in the skills that they need, um, that's and then trying to attract folks to Kansas City, those are parts of the formula to, to get to where we are. And let, let me tell you how odd it is. I'm going to give you an example. and this is a Midwest example because you're you know there in New York. But what we're finding with some of our companies today, is that they're losing, and this, this is in professional services, they're losing some of their junior associates who are being recruited by New York and California firms, not to move to New York or California, but to stay working remotely in Kansas City for that firm. The firm will give them a $30,000 bump to go to work for them, which is less than they'd have to pay somebody in New York, but it pulls them out of one of our companies here in Kansas City and causes further strain on the workforce. So these odd things are going on right now. And I think w- clarity will start to come to it, right? As, as we further emerge from COVID. But I really do believe that we've got to focus on, in Kansas City, we've got to focus on growing our own. You know, Part of what we w- are doing in Inclusive Prosperity is we just, it can't, it's not acceptable in Kansas City and it won't be anywhere that you have thousands of people that are disconnected from the economy that we, you and I benefit from every day in the communities that we call home. There's there's a moral aspect to that, but there's a real pragmatic aspect to that. We've got thousands of people that if they had the right skills and the right opportunities, our our business members could use them today to go to work. And we've got to focus on getting those folks engaged in this economy. And I think the cities that figure out how to do that in a robust way, they're going to be the cities that can grow because you can't have an economy with tens of thousands of jobs unfilled and grow. It won't work. And so those that figure out how to get more people into the economy are going to be the ones that win. So we're focused on those kinds of efforts for sure. That's great. So a lot of
0: enthusiasm, a lot of excitement, a lot of energy here, but I'm going to force you to to kind of bottle that up. Your job, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What are you most
1: excited about when you show up to work? You know, this is really a reflection of 18 months of COVID. We have a staff of 33 they're unbelievable, Craig. I mean, they have done such amazing work in the most challenging of times. A lot of our staff are very young. So if, if anybody out there hears somebody say, you know what, I don't know about this next generation, you know, they're this next generation, we've got rock stars in them. I mean, I can tell you that I work with them every day. And that really motivates me every single day. And the passion that they have for the work that we're doing here in Kansas City is extremely Exciting to to be a part of, and I, you know, what gets me up every day is figuring out how we're going to get them, you know, physically back, totally engaged in all of those things. Because eighteen months of what we've been doing, they've done incredible work. But um, imagine what we can do if we can take all that energy that we had, and 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 bring it back to ground and and do the things we do as a chamber, um, every single day in a physical way too. So. Uh, that's that's what excites me. I mean, you know, this work excites me, but our our team's incredible,
0: and they all have a tremendous advantage. I'm a big believer that uh, I spent eight years at the chamber and created all kinds of relationships. I'm a big believer that any young professional that can get a job at the chamber should, because you're going to meet so many people and you're going to shake so many hands.
1: Yeah, I you know I didn't grow up in the chamber industry by any means, but I would say to any young person out there, a chamber experience. Will not only get, allow you to work on things that are deeply rewarding, but you will make contacts at levels and organizations that you would could spend a career trying to do somewhere else. Because you know our members are engaged with us, and they want to they want to work with the people that are here at the chamber. And you get that real world experience right here, and it's extremely valuable. And it's great to see. I mean, I you know it makes me happy to see that 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 dynamic happens every day.
0: Absolutely absolutely. So this question is one we like to ask. We've asked everybody on the podcast. It's not an easy question to answer, but you know, in the chamber world, in the not-for-profit world, you're getting ideas from your staff, you're getting ideas from your members, you're getting ideas from your partners. Not all of them are practical. And with the kind of the, the point we put behind it is is most ideas that people have need to be paid for somehow in order to actually be implemented. So the question I have for you, you is if if you had a blank check in your role in economic development in Kansas City, what, what would you spend it on?
1: For me, and this is a Kansas City thing, there's all kinds of things I'd like to spend money on, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it. But if I were to think about the the challenges and opportunities in our city, I keep going back to transportation. And I, I it, if you look at our transit system in Kansas City today, so we're proud we're, we're building this extension of our streetcar, but it's mostly a bus-based system only 10% of jobs are connected effectively by transit in Kansas City today. And there's all kinds of things wrapped up in that. But I'd spend the money to build a robust transportation system that connected people to jobs. That's going to help our economy grow. It's going to help our member businesses. And it's going to help particularly those individuals that aren't fully engaged in our economy to give them the opportunities to to be a part of, of what Kansas City is all about. And I think it would be a strategic advantage for us if we did it right and it would be an economic development tool that would be pretty damn uh, powerful. So that's where I that's where I'd go with it Craig. But it's, it's a hard, hard question though there's a, there's a ton of things that we could do with that. You know if you had a blank check but
0: there really is the funny thing to me is for the for the purpose of this interview is my my answer to that question would be I would essentially build a KC smart board. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start to wind down. This has been a fantastic conversation. I'm I'm you got me all pumped up. But I wanna I'm gonna give you an opportunity. You have a you have an open mic here. Is there is there a, a member or two or a group of members you'd you'd like to you'd like to give a shout out to?
1: When I think of that question, I go back to our healthcare institutions who are are great members of ours, and we have some great ones here in Kansas City, but they've been on the front lines for 18 months. Helping our our fellow residents that are in the worst of crises around COVID, and my I, I hold them up in high in high regard. And not only that, but I think all of them have sought to try to engage our public in ways that tries to keep people safe. You know, whether it's you know taking the right precautions during COVID, whether it's encouraging vaccinations, not in a political way, but in a way to make sure that you, that we all can stay safe and healthy. They've been on the front lines of this and they've done extraordinarily great work. And I would hold them in high regard right now. It has not been easy and their workforce is strained. They've been at this a long time. I think I'd also, you know, we're, we're just, you know, it's been about a year in time, but we're just uh, getting this access to capital work to happen. And, you know, I'd hold up our banking community and, and our minority business um, community for really trying to figure out um, how we move the needle on what has been, you know, a, an issue that has existed for a very long time and, 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 and being willing to try new things, not just say, well, this is how we've always done it. Um, because I really believe that, you know, if we can help small businesses, particularly minority small businesses grow, and we could connect them to the resources, that's, that's a net gain for Kansas city in in an awesome way. And, and, and it that's, but it's hard work, Craig, it's, it's not easy work. And I would hold them up as well as is pretty incredible during this moment in time and in what they're trying to do.
0: Absolutely. Great response. So let me, let me ask in your position, you're very busy. You're going many, many different directions, but we all need to stay one in the know and we all need to stay inspired. Where do you, where do you turn? Books, blogs, podcasts is there is there something that speaks to you that you, you'd want to share with everyone?
1: There's there's lots of books and 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 I love I'm a, I'm a big podcast guy, so I'm so excited that you're doing this, Craig, because uh, I think we can find a lot of great information out there. But maybe maybe I'll just you know this is uniquely Kansas City, and maybe some people might not know this, but Apple Plus TV has a show called Ted Lasso. Yep. And Jason Sudeikis, who is the creator of the show and the star of the show, is from Kansas City. And what I would tell you is, even though it's based in England, that if you watch that show, it's got Kansas City DNA in it all over the place. Uh, and and I'm, they're huge, the whole town are, are fans. And the reason is, is we see ourselves reflected in that. The human decency in the show, the approachability in the show, all of those things. Those are Kansas City qualities through and through. So if somebody wants to get a flavor, it seems crazy. If somebody wants to get a flavor of what it's like to be in Kansas City around Kansas Cityans, I'd say watch this crazy show about a football coach coaching soccer in um, England, Ted Lasso. And and I get a lot out of it all the time. And I, you know, may, and maybe it's a respite from some of everything we all ha- are having to deal with uh, every day uh, around some really tough issues in, in a tough world. So. That's my recommendation anyways. That's fantastic.
0: (laughs) I love it. So uh, this is the part when I would normally say, where do we get more information about the chamber, which I will ask you in a second. But first, I want to go back to the World Cup. Where do we get more information about Kansas City's vying to become the host for the
1: 2026 World Cup? So uh, great website, kc2026.com. But let me just say in a plug for Kansas City around this. And, you know, we're the, we're, I think we're the smallest market size of the 17 cities vying for matches, or we're close to it for sure. But what I would say is, is the that, is that the sport of soccer has grown so strong here in Kansas City. It's incredible. We've got a great MLS team here that's playing unbelievable soccer and a great fan base. The site visit team got to see because the, women's national team played the same day that the site team was here in Kansas City. But the other thing is, is that the sport is just really embedded in Kansas City today. And two announcements recently occurred that I think show evidence that we're not window dressing here. Soccer is real in Kansas City. We have a women's professional team, the KC Current, who's announced um, a purpose-built training facility for the women's team here in Kansas City. And they're going to have their own soccer stadium purpose-built for um, the women's team, those will be the first two professional facilities, the training facility and the stadium for women's soccer in the United States, anywhere in the United States. And that's not window dressing. That's how real it is. And that's, that's our pitch to, to FIFA to bring the World Cup here to Kansas City. And we want to have everybody come here and see all that's great about what's going on and enjoy the World Cup.
0: And if you go to kc2026.com, you can can show some support for
1: Kansas City's uh, submission. Yes, that's that's exactly right. And it's a multi-state submission all through the we would be the site for folks from Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas. And all of those folks have been signing petitions for for us to show support for this site for for some matches.
0: Excellent. Well, best of best of luck to the to the whole community on that. So now the regular question, people want to learn more about the Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. Where do we get them?
1: Social media, the website? Yep, kcchamber.com. We've got great social media that you. Can, if you just look up Casey Chamber, you're going to find us on Instagram and Twitter. And, and we'd love to enter into a conversation with you on those platforms. And we'd love to engage with anyone that's interested in Kansas City and what the business community is up to. Um, please reach out by coming to our website or, or interacting with us on social media. We don't have TikTok yet. We might be working on it, Craig, but we definitely have got Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> eventually, eventually,
0: everybody's going to need to be there, too. So. <laughs> so, Well, Joe, thank you. again. This has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I'm so thrilled for everything that you're doing, all the successes you're having. And thanks, thanks for taking us through the the story of what's happening in, in Kansas City. I wish you continued success. and And obviously, from this, I have a feeling that chambers and economic development agencies from around the country are going to continue to look at Kansas City for ideas and inspiration. So to our listeners, I'm hoping that everyone is working closely with their chambers of commerce this fall, whether it's for networking, advocacy, or to help grow the business community in your area, and that you're always striving to achieve mutual value, build a relationship that not only benefits you, but benefits your chamber of commerce as well. Uh, Your chambers of commerce need your support and and they're there. They're there to help you meet your growth goals as well, even even during difficult times as we've had for the past year and a half. If you're interested in learning how we can help you create a stronger relationship with your chamber of commerce, check out our website at www.momentumforbusinessgrowth.com. I also encourage you to connect with me, Craig Turner, on LinkedIn, where we post weekly advice, information, and guidance on how to make the most of your chamber of commerce investments. Again, if you're doing business in Kansas City, are interested in the market, please check out www.kcchamber.com and connect there with Joe and his outstanding team. Joe, thank you again for being here with us. Thank you again to our listeners, and we'll see you soon with another episode of the It's All About Who You Know podcast. Take care.